coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two of old school, uh, Jay Foreman, Rico with us. We were talking about watching receivers just destroy defenses and not being able to do anything about it. Like, nothing about it. Jamar Chase, look, the Chiefs had no answers. They had no answers. We're watching Ohio State. We're watching Ohio State, and – Utah, like Morgan Scally, I love Morgan Scally death. But I was screaming at the TV, Morgan, what are you doing? Like, change up, come up with something else. All right, Jay Foreman, put on your defensive coordinator hat. Well, first of all, ain't nobody stopped homeboy all year though. True. He's cold blooded. The the two dudes that turned in turned a pro early are mm-hmm. cold. He's better. And, and all year he's been a third receiver. Yeah, but he's, but, he was, but he's but he's he's the best one. Even last year, he made that catch against Nebraska in the in the first game on the back of the end zone. The back of the end zone as a true freshman, he's a true sophomore. He can do it. He can do it. The thing about him, he can do it all. The thing that Utah didn't do a good job of, they didn't get them off off time. You know, get off rhythm as far as jamming the receivers. Um, and showing them different looks, they just pretty much lined up like in you know Ohio State just went out there and it was practice. They literally after being down fourteen nothing said, "Look, we need to just get out of our own way." They're lining up exactly what how we practice against, and they are not changing. And then once you they just never adjusted. Now, granted, he made some great plays. They had great throws, and sometimes the perfect coverage, the perfect call, gets beat by the perfect throw and a better receiver and a better player. Okay. There's a few of those in there, but what it, what Ohio State does a good job at with all the receivers is all of them play every, all of them know every position and they can operate efficiently at every position. So you can't just say, okay, he's lined up here, so we can roll the coverages there. So they put him in the backfield. They put, they put, they put him in the, the backfield. They put him in the slot. They ride him on left yeah. motion, so they can dictate. And then once in a lot of teams and a lot of coordinators. The funny thing that they do is teams will go motion just to see if you're in man or zone. Well, you can motion and have a defensive back run with them and still play zone, but it's almost like they're too lazy to teach them that because you'd actually have to get guys to be football players and really understand that you just would roll the coverage from one side to the other so then no, they wouldn't know. It just you. pushes the safety back to to, to the backside. Well, it changes everything because if you're running, if you if if the defensive end on the left was was on, say uh-huh. he was rushing, and the right one was dropping, well, with motion, then it would just flip. Yeah. But that would just take you know a, a whole view and a whole t- defensive guys that being able to communicate. So Utah didn't do any of that, and they just got. I mean, you can't say they got embarrassed. I mean, homeboy was just on and. Uh, if they were still playing, he might have 2,000 yards right now. So, 
Um, they didn't cover him, but like I, I just <laughs> they don't have anybody that they can tried. cover him. They tried, and they well, didn't. You, you, they well, they well, beat up, so they were shorthanded anyway. So they had five defensive backs who would were in the top of the rotation who didn't play. Like they had, they pushed a running back to corner to, to your starting cornerback. So yeah, you, you're at a deficit, but still I. I, well, they I'm, couldn't rush the passer. It doesn't matter who they had out there. Their scheme, scheme-wise, I mean, they might have took him down to 225, but then Harrison Jr. would have probably had the other make it up. <laughs> they had guys out there they couldn't cover. They couldn't cover their tight end. Um, it was a great game. Uh, both two well-coached teams. Both two team, teams are very competitive. I think Ohio State woke up a little bit and said, hey, look, these boys are here to play. You know, let's, you know, let's have some pride about themselves. What you got to give them? Utah's quarterback credit for was nice. Yeah, nice. And and then even when he got hurt, the freshman from dude comes in off the bench, right. ice cold, and takes him down and ties the game at forty five. Yeah, like the only thing you say to do, well, you you just score, you 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 tied it too soon. You gave him too yeah. much time. This is like perfect. That happened right. twice, twice on Saturday, where a freshman quarterback from the city where the college is located had to come into the game. And and try and win because it happened against Ole, or happened for Ole Miss, Ole Miss as well. Yeah, no, I mean, you look, man, you get you, Utah's legit, man, and they he's built a nice little program out there, and Ohio State just a better team. So we we saw the semifinal games of Georgia and Alabama, and that's literally all you can say is Georgia and Alabama, like Michigan and <laughs> Cincinnati tried Cincinnati, for about a half. Cincinnati had everything to compete with Alabama except for an offensive line. It's amazing that they went undefeated with that offensive line. Details, though. Why? Why is that true? Why is their offensive line so bad? They just had bad footwork. They weren't very physical. So then, as you, so all year, Cincinnati's offense hasn't been as dominating as you would like to see from somebody outside of the Power Five. But their defense, what you saw, is legit, right? Because they got two first-round corners or two guys first, second-round corners that could lock down anybody. Actually, three. And uh, apparently, their their number one corner. I I still have to look it up, but I saw it late last night, and I didn't have a chance to look it up yet. He hasn't allowed a touchdown his entire, entire career, career at Cincinnati. Yeah, he's for real. They, they, so that's how they're doing it. But then they have a good quarterback, good tight end, a good running back. Actually, a really good running back and a really good receiver. But the offensive line is bad. So that's why you see the up and down, right? But then, they're, you know, when they beat Notre Dame, the quarterback had to make plays, you know, on his own. But when you're playing against Alabama, and I know everybody's falling in love with Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. Alabama has the best pass rusher in Anderson. He has better stats. He has better tackle. He has more tackles for loss, more sacks, and he was flat out dominating against Cincinnati. And then he brought all his homeboys with too. <laughs> and then, so that's so that's. But Cincinnati, that game was better than the Michigan Georgia game. This is Big Ten country. As you watched Michigan, what did it tell you about the Big Ten? It did tell me. I think Michigan's better than what they showed. I think Georgia Georgia was extremely motivated and focused because they got embarrassed. I think Michigan's strength and what they did well and how Michigan didn't have – Michigan never had to adjust all year. So Georgia is the first team that actually came out and said, you know what? We're not only going to match you physically, we're going to make you try to match us physically, and we're going to be a, so aggressive on defense that <laughs> you're going to have to sit back 
or you're gonna have to adjust, and they just couldn't adjust. My dude, so so, so my, <laughs> I got a couple of my buddies who were with Georgia, and they texted before the game when they. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of Michigan Michigan's linemen walking into the stadium wearing shades and run the damn ball shirts, and mm. and Georgia got wind of it early, yeah, before the game, and then the very. What I love about really good programs is when you challenge them, you the challenge gets answered. And on the very first, first play, 44, <laughs> lifted homeboy up to the – and I know he was like, dang, this is going to be a long – this is the first play that I pulled around there. And, and what you saw in practice and how you getting, got hit in practice is totally different than some brothers that was mad. And, yeah, I saw Aiden Hutchinson coming in there. I mean, he looked like – a guy out there. Hmm. He looked slow, sluggish. He didn't know what to do. And like I said, Michigan never had to adjust all year. So this is the first time they fought against or played against some teams that actually fought back and fought back to the level of intensity that uh, that was needed. And so, um, you know, I, I, I like Georgia. I like, I like Alabama. I like their mindset of our defense, regardless of how many guys – go to the NFL or whatever, we're going to try to be dominant on defense. And you can still do that in college football. And they showed you it year in and year out, you can. And, yeah, they're, they're able to have, you know, they're always battling for one or two in recruiting classes. But at some at some point in time, they don't really have those guys because, um, to be honest with you, I think Alabama has a safety that's definitely wasn't uh, – I think he was a two- or three-star recruit – um, another guy that was two or three star recruit. Now they do have the defensive line, but they're but the way that they scheme things up, they are not playing to sit back and not be aggressive. They are coming forward. They are playing concepts. They are taking away your strengths, and then they're going to try to play to their strengths. They have more defensive audibles than anybody in college football. Both of them, like they they play pro style type of defenses because they're coming there. So we're going to take away what you. We're, we're, first of all, we're going to be physical. Okay, that that ain't that's not even when your linebackers roll up and put a head under the hat of of, of a pulling offensive lineman from Michigan. They ain't playing no games though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're not football is not a game to be played with. If you're serious about your, your, your playing football, okay. All get, when I get in tight number white lines, my job is to tear your behind up as best as I can do. And them dudes is doing it. Jonas Jennings, we played together. I texted him before the game. He, he said, "Why?" He said, "Watch what happens." Like that was it. Knew. And then like after the, the hey, and then after the game, he said, "I told you so." He's like, "The <laughs> dogs is coming." Yeah. And so, it's wild how how Georgia and Alabama, those top tier defenses, can lose so many guys to the NFL one year, and the next year come back with the best defense in the land again. And Alabama's defense it was struggling last year. They, they look, they lost Alabama last year. Lost eight guys in the top thirty-eight picks. Eight in the top thirty-eight picks, and still just loaded. Still just loaded. Well, a lot of a lot of those iron 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 makes aren't like we. we well, those guys are Zion. because we, they they are in the guys that are playing now. Were playing some because they were obviously beating teams you know a year ago mm-hmm. probably you know fifteen more points, but the guys that are playing now. We're covering kicks. Those guys then were covering punts. So while they're playing now, they already they they've already earned their stripes. Well, and then the next guys, 
Well, if you're a defensive back and you got to face Smith and company every year, every day. Oh, you're going to be ready. Like, you're not – like, <laughs> like, but, like you're going to be ready. First off, you're going to be ready. Secondly, I, I can only imagine how annoying that would be. Right. But you're going to be ready, but you're going to be competing. But you're going to be you, – you have, you have earned your dues. Is there, they're, 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 those guys are – this is the thing. Everybody says it's hard to recruit or get guys to buy in, and that's the dumbest thing ever because the buy-in is like, are you either going to – I got to get you – I got to ask you to work hard? Like, mm. are, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'm giving you a $200,000 scholarship, or you earned it, okay. But then now you're trying to tell me since you you don't need to work hard or you don't need to do what you're asked to do. That's what, So now I got to ask you to do more than what you did to get here? Mm. Like, that doesn't make sense. But what – what they do is down there is you got you come in, you get destarred, and it's harder to do that because a lot of the guys that they're recruiting really can actually project themselves and think about the next level because they're five-star, four-star mm-hmm. recruits. They, they don't have to get bigger. They just got to get better. You know, they got to get – they got to get – More technical. More technical and, and a lot of times just wait their turn. Well, mm-hmm. and, and get used to playing and practicing. The right at, way at and, do the it, and get level. developed to be, right. but all the things that you have to do, do like they're, they're, they're highly competitive. They, they're highly coachable. You know, I, I was reading this one quote, a quote that an average player just wants to be left alone. A good player um, wants to kind of be coddled. A great player wants the truth. How, no matter how good or bad it is, yeah. because they're constantly trying to improve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and there's all quotes out there. You know, you got an average player that wants to put in minimal results and expect it. Then you got the great players out there that are putting in, you know, great effort and still wondering if it's enough. Alabama, I mean, the the tight end, 81, that caught the uh, caught a touchdown, mm-hmm. he's not even the starter. Billingsley is the, the starter. They talked about in the game how Nick Saban, the reason why 81 start is playing half the time now is because he put – one of the mo- one of the highest rated draftable tight ends on notice. You're almost out of the program. So you know what? Not only are you on thin ice, you're not going to play for the couple couple games. And guess what? When you came back, homeboy that was way behind you in spring, <coughs> oh, he's starting. Mm-hmm. So now, this is what you set up for yourself. But that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like, and you said you said the thing about waiting your turn. Uh, it's it's wild how at Alabama and even at Georgia sometimes. You've got Fred, you've got those five star freshmen who you say you know they come in yeah. they already look the part they already look like they can play right away but they don't they don't start until maybe they're or they don't play really all that much until maybe they're junior or sophomore late in their year. sophomore yeah. year. Well, I mean, they still got it. They might come out and they might be big, but they still got to get into power five shape. And there's guys that are playing. I mean, the problem with a lot of kids that are coming out. And sometimes you can do this, sometimes you can't, is that they come here and they think, again, it's a consumer mentality. Everything's conditional, right? I'm here. I just left high school. So that means I was good at, just say for me, eating prairie high school. So now I need to come in and take over the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But there's other guys that have already been here, that have been through the program, that have played. These are you know guys that are closer to being grown men than a lot of high school freshmen. And so a lot of these guys don't understand – patience how much time it takes to be good they think since they make one play then they're they have arrived well it's plays you know um Nick, if you ask Nick Saban okay if you had one good practice you're not going to get his attention until you're actually putting together heck of a practices and then obviously games against all Americans and all conference players 
Well, sure. Like but if, just you're, if you're the, if you're if you're the number right. three corner, you've got to press up against an All American receiver, receiver every day, and can and, and really show up every day and, and just compete. That's it. And people think it's competing is just they massage it, or I always say they smoke screen it by, you know, running around and kind of making it look like you try hard. But you could be creating it like I, in reference in the basketball. Yeah, you could be showing everybody like, oh, you play good effort. But are you that guy that's running around and creating chaos on defense? So, you know, if 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 Rico has the ball and I'm running down there flapping my arms, and Rico, you're actually supposed to guard Rico. Well, then I'm running towards Rico. Then you're like, well, I got to be a basketball player and go get somebody else. I realize like I don't need to go get Rico. Okay, and then Rico's open for a three. The 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 best coaches. The best way for coaches are to find you or for you to make – so if you're a safety, right. once an offensive coordinator has to talk to a defensive coordinator about a guy, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how you move. Like that was always why – is, why is my third team's safety messing up my first team reps? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like why is that middle linebacker beating my, my starting center? Why is that third middle linebacker beating my center? And that's where it was, and that, that leads me to this whole question about the Huskers and what goes forward. Because I said last year, I just didn't think the competition level at practice was where it had to be in order for things to show up the way they did on Saturday. Right. With new coaches coming in, is this the change in direction, momentum, narrative for Nebraska football? Like, will the new coaches will will, – will, will, Right, will come in and change the way business is being done. Will yeah. Joseph come in and change the way, <clears throat> not oh, only sure, the way yeah, but the change. level? It's going to change the expect. It, it, look, I, the, the, here was here was the clash of the Titans, in my opinion. This was just from watching the games and and wa- looking at. I'm a looking at the roster and personalities, mm-hmm. right? So, and I've been in this position. Well, I never had to be in this particular position. But being in this position when you're like a younger guy and say like there's older guys, say like in your position group, and this happens a lot, it, for, it happened to me a lot in the pros where you're a younger guy and, yeah, you you might want to s- s- say something or, you know, or whatever, but this guy's older than you and he's going to be playing, so you kind of really can't you, – your place – you can't – Overstep your boundaries. Overstep your boundaries or the boundaries are already set, yeah. right? Um so you had some guys that came back, <clears throat> um, that had been there, and they were and they were playing. They were decent players, and then you had the young and up and coming guys that wanted to compete and do the things the right way. But then you had other guys that that were there that were already been there. They were pulling away from that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Say so. There, it's like this in the pros. Sometimes if you got a guy, if you got a say, you got six guys on defense or seven that want to practice like it's a game, and then you got four that is like, all right, we're just kind of you know going to do our thing, right? Seven guys is what you want. The four that pulling away can take away from those seven. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're in the right place for it, and I actually think that the guy, the, the, <clears throat> they competed enough. I think the dynamic of <clears throat> some of the personalities hurt the overall ability of the team to go forward. You could talk about <clears throat> who's – did or didn't step up from the opportunities in the running back room. Who ended up in the transfer portal? Personalities or were they there for the betterment of the team or the betterment of them, themselves, right? All that stuff. And so 
but then you had a you got a good nucleus of young guys that were that are ready to go and then you you know look man Mickey Joseph I mean what we just talked about Jamar Chase and Jefferson right mm-hmm. that's what he's used to seeing all right and, 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 <laughs> so you can't question like if he says I need you to run ten fly routes as hard as you can and you're gonna get it on the eighth you can't question that because he's got two of the best top Five receivers in the league. I don't yeah. know. Who, who, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to He has the two best receivers to come into the league each year. Two years ago and this year that he's coached. They've and got de- the rookie receiving records for a single season. Both and developed them both. And both of them were three-star recruits, I think. Mm-hmm. I th- right? I have to look it up. Yeah, they both were like three. They weren't like the, guy. the, they, the guys. So his standard – is already set. Don't question anything. Riola's going to do. He's going to change it from the attitude standpoint. What does? What, let's go to that. It's going to be clear and concise, and it's going to be heavily built on fundamentals and being physical. They, they, he, he, I mean, he's going to move people. I mean, he he's coached at Notre Dame before. Coached with the Notre Dame coach. The really the godfather of, of Notre Dame's offensive line is his like mentor. So he's Notre Dame's had probably over the last what 10, 15 years the best offensive line, one of the best groups in the nation, right? He's gonna be talking about moving people. He's gonna be trying to hold each other accountable. I mean, when he, when he, the little that he'll talk is that when he says that they everybody needs to move together. That what, what does that tell you? Five guys need to move together. When you were covering the Redskins, right? When they had the Hogs, mm-hmm. did you ever see? Didn't if you saw Bostic, you saw Jacoby. Mm-hmm. If you seen uh, McKenzie, you saw May. Mm-hmm. If you saw McKenzie and May, you saw Bostic, Jacoby. You mm-hmm. saw them all together. You saw. You know, stink. He he was like kind of like the guy that like the sixth, the little brother. But mm-hmm. before he got in, and he was in there. Mm-hmm. All those guys you saw them together, right? Yep. What what offensive line that's good that you haven't seen that those guys roll together? Yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, you think about Shell and Upshaw. But the whole group. I mean, <laughs> even like when like when the pipeline was here, those guys they all lifted together. They all ate together. They all probably. Busted each other's chops. They probably, if they ever drank beers or anything, they drank together. All of them, they did. And then, but it, and but those dudes carried it to Saturday. But that's how you get it to say that's yeah. part that that's not that's part well, of the deal. Like I'm not talking about the branding of the pipeline. I'm no, not, the, oh, they, I'm they, talking they, about the work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but it's but that's all into it. You can't if you're a part of a like the offensive line is. Probably the one – it's like the one singular unit built with five people. Yep. Right? Yeah. So you can't have one guy over here operating as if you're not a part of it or think that, okay, you're just doing your job without the other four not performing. You're, you're taking away from them four. It's either all five of us are going or we're not going. You got to work in unison. You have to work in unison. One mind, five bodies. When you think of the Denver Broncos offensive line, why do you think that they ran the stretch zone so effectively? Why do you think Mark Schlereth became the personality or the brand that he is now? Granted, his personality, but with those guys. Because yeah. of Dan Neal, uh, Big Big Daddy Tony Jones, he had Lepsis at, at right tackle because they did everything in unison. That's what made it go. That's was, why was, that offensive was that line not was so ha- So th- then we're in this. We're saying that that didn't happen a year ago for the Huskers. No, you asked what Riola and them is going to be yeah. having them do, and that's part of it. When you hear him say that they all move together, that's 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 kind of like when Sipple was talking about, I'm taking you to deep water. It's it's a mindset. We're all moving together. 
can it, can it be turned around in five months of an off season? Yeah, why? Why? I mean, why? Why wasn't it? I the, the story I mean, is the, the turnaround. People always ask the turnaround is the one. I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, you need to worry about one day at a time. One day at a time. Don't be thinking like, oh, See, well. People get mad at me when I say that. that but but, but everybody's up here that. talking about, well, what if this doesn't happen? Then, you know, the coaches are, you know, you hire coaches and they really have one year to turn around. No, they don't. No, they don't. You come in here and coach, and they these, these guys know. They've coached. This is a professional job for them. Mm-hmm. They know what the heck they're doing. Um, or ideally, I was, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> they, they know what the heck they're doing, you know. Um, and they're going to come and do it. And so – they're not taking this job. They're not taking this job like Mike Riley did, sight unseen. I'm sure. So they know. Well, what? I'm sure they looked at the roster. I mean, I'm only. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Okay, I'm only can. St- I can only stop that. Stop that. No, I'd have it. I'm only guessing. <laughs> no, I, I'm not Mark Whipple, so no, don't say no, stop that. No, no. Know. For your, for, I don't know your what they seen. Your football IQ is off the charts, right? So, but I'm not them. I, I'm not. I'm not offered a job as an offensive coordinator or offensive line coach. I'm only assuming, but I also know that there's coaches that take jobs sight unseen. Mike Riley took a job by looking on YouTube. Yikes. Straight Yikes. up. So I'm assuming that if you're going to leave, I'm assuming that he's, and I, I can only guess Mark Whipple with the type of pedigree and him his coaching experience, obviously they probably interviewed and probably talked to right. you know whoever they need. Is that they say okay? I can I can help out and do this, but this is a holistic thing. It's not like the, the great thing about it and the hard thing about it is the defense was decent last year. They were a, a good defense, but you lost some parts, so now you got to replace that. So that actually will ideally up your competition, right? Mm-hmm. So there ain't nobody that's over there should be sleeping right now in their dorms or wherever if they're back home thinking I ain't got to work. Then offensively, there's a ton of opportunity because. You got you're, well. Eventually, I guess I have a new running back coach. You got a new receiver coach, new offensive line coach, and a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So the guys that were redshirted got a shot. The, the lights are on now. So and it doesn't matter because if you're a redshirted receiver, and particularly I, I like those young guys because the size and, and with the young guys coming in, this is it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is a chance, and it might not. This is it. Can't be. I'm going from redshirt to Jamar Chase. <laughs> that that's you got yeah. to go somewhere in between. Yeah. Jamar Chase was the 84th player nationally. See, he was a four-star. Oh, so he was good, yeah. So but was, Justin Jefferson yeah. was a three-star. Yeah, okay, that's he the was, one I was talking about, yeah. He was the 2,164th player nationally. There you go. And they got it wrong. <laughs> and he's a first-round pick right. and rookie of the year right. and, and had the receiving record until his teammate, or his old it. teammate, broke it. They yeah. got it wrong. Now, I'm going to ask you this in, in, shorting, in short. Now, this is very, very small sample size. Chase Jefferson versus Odell and Landry. Who's better? Oh, give me the young cats. Yeah, and you and it's not even about it's not even about production yeah. because Odell's first year or his big year was off the charts. Uh-huh. It's here because when you hear those guys talk, they love to compete. They love to play football. They don't care about Instagram, going to the ESPYS. Where is like, where where did Landry go to college? LSU. LSU. They were there where, at the same did, time with Be- Mettenberger. Where did, where did Beckham go? LSU. That's why I asked you. It's the factory for me. The progression was a smarter version of the two. Of the two. Of the two. Like I think what happened, they've gotten smarter right. about how they produce. That's all I want for Nebraska. Yeah. Is for well, them. I mean, it's it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Like you can come in, 
is DP and say, I can lay out for Jay or Rico, but say you're laying out something for Rico. Okay, then Rico's got to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it and go with it. And then actually I'm, Rico's going to add his spice to it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, coaching is the relationship deal. They can't just be one side. Everybody's thinking like, well, new coaches and that could solve it. Or you need a, you need a, you know, everybody was like, oh, we need a big name guy that's done it before. I did, look, man, or, you know, as far as like offensive line. Offensive line, no, no offense to any offensive line coach or offensive lineman out there. I love an offensive line as much as anybody, okay? But playing offensive line isn't that hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I know, I, know, I, know, I know Donovan might put me in a headlock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here's what I mean by this. Wait, I'm waiting for that light to light up. Here's what I'm saying is you're, you're part of a group in an individual sport as far as like a corner. You, there is nobody else that can help you. You're the front line. Like, no, but what just... I'm saying, when you're a corner or you're a receiver, there, you can't say, okay, us two receivers are going against one DB. It's one-on-one, right? Defensive end, you're essentially going against the tackle. You got five guys that need to play in unison. And if you – offensive lines can really, really make big changes if they do the f- small things right and then take it a step further. I said it like a, a few weeks ago. When you watch, when you look at all the Alabama linemen that have been drafted really, really high, have any of them really panned out to be perennial All Pros or Hall of Famers? Like I, I was that talking about Trent. You know, Trent's from Oklahoma. Trent wins. So, but I'm thinking, I was, Andre Smith. Okay, yeah, that went okay, to went to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Number three. Mm-hmm. When you watched him in college. He started at right tackle, went to left tackle, and he destroyed everybody. Went to, now, granted, he got a little bit of injuries in Cincinnati, but he never really was that guy, the franchise, right? He wasn't Willie Anderson, right? He could never even really beat out Willie Anderson, who they wanted to get out of town. Then he couldn't beat out Whitworth, right? And they kept him. And then so then he ended up moving to guard towards later in his career. What I mean, what here's what I'm saying. Alabama gets these guys to do the small things, and they do it so well it it works phenomenal yeah. with them. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yep, it looks good because you're doing the basic stuff right. You're doing less better. We're toward the break. More. I, I do want to talk about Mr. Brown. Uh, let's, let's go into that conversation next on Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 